Well, it's certainly good to see everybody tonight. Hallelujah. It's always good to have the presence of the Lord in every service, but especially on a Wednesday night. What do you think? And sometimes you come in here uh, a little tired and God just quickens you and lifts you up. Amen. As you approach him in faith, he always, always is pleased with our faith, isn't he? Amen. So I want to talk to you about something very important tonight. I want to talk to you on the subject of faith and patience. So turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1 and verse 2. James, the first chapter and the second verse. And I do think we have children's shirts, so if you all want to be dismissed, that's fine. Verse 1 says, My brethren, this is good for the cistern too. Count it all joy when, not if, but when you fall into different temptations. The first question that someone might ask, can you really do that? You know, if it felt like joy, you wouldn't have to count it all joy. And here's what carnal people do. Carnal people act like they feel. Anybody ever done that before? I won't ask for a show of hands. But when you're in the spirit, spiritual people act like they believe. Right in the middle of challenges. Amen? Amen. You see, tests and trials sometimes will put a shine on your faith. Peter says this, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glorying at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Understand this, real faith will be honored. When Jesus comes, the question would be, he asked, Will I find faith on the earth? And you know what our reply is? Yes, Lord. You will find faith right here. Amen? So, uh, faith, uh, one translation says this, put pure gold, put in the fire, comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith, put through this suffering, comes out, proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as an evidence of his victory. So I'm talking to a mature congregation tonight. You do understand that real faith will be challenged. It'll be challenged with fire sometimes. But oh, thank God, say it with me, we're coming out pure and stronger and shining. You know, in the Word of God, it talks about little faith. It talks about shipwreck faith. Uh, it talks about exceeding growing faith. And it also talks about great faith. But it also talks about weak faith. But then it talks about strong faith. Amen. Now, a man or a woman of God who has strong faith will be a person that endures when the test comes. Strong faith endures, but weak faith throws up its hands and quits. Now here's the nature of our flesh. The nature of our flesh is very impatient. You know, the word wait, some people think is a, is a dirty four-letter word. But it's not. It's a scriptural word. And so what happens is when we allow ourselves to become impatient, it's costly. It's costly. In Isaiah, the scripture says that when you are in real biblical faith, he that believeth not shall not make haste. You know, many people have the MTF syndrome. You know what that is? Move too fast. 
Has anyone ever moved too fast before? How about drove too fast? How about ate too fast? Or maybe spoken too fast? Or made decisions too fast? I mean, we all have done that. But I believe that when we operate in faith, there is a low gear to faith. Where sometimes we just need to gear down and not be impatient and just wait to see the direction that the Lord would give in this current test or in this current situation that we're facing. Amen? Amen? So I want to encourage you, don't move too fast. And we should be interested in faith and patience. Because in verse 4 it says, in James 1, that we are to let or to allow patience to have its perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. Let endurance, let steadfastness and patience have full play. And let it do a thorough work in your life. Why? So that you can come out. Amen. With absolutely nothing lacking in your life. See, to be patient means to endure. It means to be consistent. It doesn't mean just to sit tight and sit around and wait. It means to persevere. It also means to constantly stay at it. To steadfastly hold fast. To allow this patience to do a thorough work. The NIV says this, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. So understand this. Maybe if you're new here tonight, faith and patience are the power twins. Faith and patience go together. Just like, I'm thinking of a song I can't think of. Love and marriage. Okay. Faith and patience... They go together. And so when you're operating in biblical patience, you're not just waiting, seeing how things are going to turn out. But when you're functioning in patience, what you have is what we would call a cheerful, come on, a cheerful endurance. You're not just enduring. Like sometimes we do on 880 and 680. Enduring when that person's waiting until they get their text sent before they'll go through that green light. But in life circumstances and in life situations, when you have the truth, the truth sets you free. And when you let the truth live big on the inside of you, you cannot help but be full of joy. When God speaks His words to you, they become the joy and the rejoicing of your heart. And it will make you cheerful and it will cause the joy of the Lord to rise up on the inside of you. When in the natural realm, you don't have one reason to be happy. So this is the testing of your trust. Say it with me. I have have a measure of mountain moving faith. God has given me this to live by. And so this testing of your trust produces endurance. In other words, when time passes and time will pass, 
you don't get all bummed out and you don't get all anxious and you don't get all fearful about it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, you stay in the faith zone. You stay in the patient zone. You stay in the happy zone. And you cheerfully endure the circumstances. You cheerfully endure and resist the lies that come to your mind and say it's not working. It is working. Say with me, it's working. It's working in me now. So here's a statement that I want you to grab hold of tonight. We don't have any more faith than we do patience. We don't have any more faith than we do patience. Now, why is that? Because it's not enough just to believe God. We must believe God until. Does anybody have an until testimony? I mean, you held fast the confession of your faith. You patiently endured. Even though there were some dark days, you put a smile on your face by faith and you cheerfully endured. And then the manifestation happened. Amen. How many of you are believing God for something right now? Let's put a smile on our face. Let's lift up our hands and say, thank you, Lord. I believe that I have received and I rejoice in you. Don't wait to thank him. Don't wait to be happy. Get happy now. Amen. It's like Brother Hagen was in healing school many years ago. And there was a couple of guys that went across the street to have a great big, huge Mexican meal at the Monterey Mexican restaurant. And they were just about to fall out during Brother Hagen's message. You know, 2.30 in the afternoon. Shandai, Shandai. I was getting my hair cut at about 3 today. And I'm thinking, Jesus, help me. Stay awake. But these guys were full of calories. They were full of carbs. And Brother Hagen walked up to them. And he could see that they were sleeping. And he kicked one of them in the foot. And he said, boys, get excited. (laughs) Get excited, boys. In other words, wake up. Get happy. Get excited, boys. Because when you get excited about the Word of God, the Word of God will begin to work for you. You know, it's easy for us to believe God kind of like a house of fire. But then all of a sudden, just quit. You know that that is the same as never have believed? Let's look at Mark chapter 4. And let's look at a few scriptures there in verse 14. Let's begin there. It says that the sower sows the word. So the subject of the parable of the sower is the word of God. And these are they by the wayside where the what is sown? But when they have heard, Satan come immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on sony ground when they have heard the word, receive it with gladness immediately, and have no root in themselves, and so endure. They were patient for a time. They were cheerful for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. My dear brothers and sisters, don't be offended just because the persecution and the things come. It is scriptural. That's just what happens. Amen? So don't get offended. Know that it is part of your walk 
of faith. Amen? And it is another opportunity for you to prove God's word works in your life. Amen? So they become offended because they, there's, there's, uh, there's no depth. We need some roots to go down deep into the soil of our heart so that we can hang on when it starts to go long. Look at your neighbor and say, hang on when it goes long. Because there will be times that it will go long. The trying of your faith, it works patiently. You see, the trials do not give you patience. It employs it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it works it. It exercises it. And then it will begin to develop. One thing I know for sure. That if we are going to have sustained victory in our lives, we must operate in faith and patience. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. How many of you are with me tonight? How many of you are with the word tonight? Yes. All right, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 then. Hebrews the 10th chapter. Just a little Bible study on faith and patience. Very good. The power twins. I wish Brother Copeland was here tonight to preach it for us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Incidentally, he's going to be in Anaheim on Friday and Saturday if you want to hitchhike down there or something. All right. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 2. Oh, that's right. Raul will drive you down there, right? Okay. Thank you. Man, you are a blessing, brother. <laughs> I love you, Raul. You are, you are a blessing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Another way to say that would be, Don't cast away your trust. Don't cast away... Would you have believed that you have received? Why is that, Pastor Mark? Because it has a great recompense of what? Woohoo! Reward. I like rewards, don't you? And he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. And that's in the context without faith, it's impossible to please him. Thank God. We not only believe He is, but thank God there are rewards coming our way. Question mark. Does it in fact pay to have faith in God? Is it better to trust in chariots and horses? Or is it mucho, mucho better to trust in the living God? Hallelujah! Our faith and our eyes are on Him. Verse 36 says, For you have need of patience or endurance, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now here's a point. You've got to get to a place where you do the will of God. What do you mean do the will of God? Find out what the Word says. Receive what the Word says. Pray what the Word says. Declare what the Word says. Claim what the Word says. Believe it, you receive it. Possess it. Confess it. Declare it. Amen. Amen. That's doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens for the most part in Christians' lives unless they actually do something with what the will of God says to them. It's a matter of hearing the word and being a doer of the word of God. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God. 
kind of reminds me a little bit of having done all to stand, stand therefore. After you have done the will of God, employ this spiritual force of patience. Let patience have a perfect work. Let it do a thorough work. When you are operating in God's patience, you're operating in a great, great spirit of peace. You're not all upset and all worried about when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how come it hasn't happened. That's devil talk. No, but there's a, there's a sense of calm. You just know that you know that you know that everything is going to turn out God's way. Employ patience. Practice it. See, the Bible says, be not weary. Now, why would we be tempted to be weary? Here's a golden statement, and that is this. Time tests trust. Time, the passage of time, will test your trust. And that's why he said, Do not be weary in well-doing, doing the word. For in due season, I'll tell you what, I'm going to reap. We got any reapers here? Amen? Don't be a weeper, complainer and a whiner. Be a weeper and say, Thank God I'm a reaper. Hallelujah, I'm a harvester. I'm a sower and I'm a reaper and I will not be weary in well-doing. Proverbs tells us, do not faint in the day of adversity. Because when a person faints in the day of adversity, their strength is small. But those who wait on the Lord, they're going to exchange their strength for His strength. They're going to mount up with wings like an eagle. And when you mount up, on wings of an eagle, you have a great vantage point. Because in Christ, we are soaring with Him. And He gives us the ability to look down on the things below. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, we've got to be like... How many of you have ever seen that advertisement, the Energizer Bunny? We just got to keep going and going and going and... And just keep believing and believing and praising and shouting and thanking and praising the Lord. Just keep on. Keep on keeping on. We don't have a little drum like that little rabbit does. But we got the spirit of faith on the inside of us. And when we stir up the spirit of faith on the inside of us by keeping on keeping on, that puts a lot of pressure on the devil. He's been putting pressure on some of you all long enough. Time for you to turn the tables and put pressure on him. Well, how do I do that? You stand on your covenant. I have a covenant with a covenant-keeping God. Therefore, I have hope. And I shall not be. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. This is the word of the Lord, devil. That puts great pressure on him. We are not the ones under pressure. We are the ones over pressure. Somebody says, but I feel like I'm under pressure. Don't live by feel like. Don't talk by feel like. All of us 
have felt the press of pressure. But don't side in with it. Side in with God. Hallelujah. Say it with me. All things, they are under my feet. So anybody ever been knocked down? Got a question for you. What do you do when you get knocked down? You get back up. I was in a counseling session many, many years ago. I was not saved yet. I was in a group therapy session. And uh, our drug counselor, I was in for counseling and group therapy for drugs. And he said, now, I want you to act out how you feel. And I was really down on myself. I was under a cloud of condemnation. So I said, this is how I feel about myself. I went over to a chair and I kicked it. And that chair just fell flat on the ground. And then I walked back to my seat and sat down. And Gary Sullivan, I'll never forget, he looked at me with his beard and that smile on his face. He said, well, aren't you going to pick it back up? So if you get knocked down, get back up. Condemnation never does anything for anybody. Amen? Amen. So don't fling away your fearless confidence. It carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. You have need of steadfast patience and endurance that you may perform fully and accomplish the will of God. One writer said about this, don't throw it all away now. Hey, we've come a long way, man. We've come a mighty long way. (laughs) I mean, we've come a long way. We've come this far by faith, and I just know on the inside of me, we're going to go all the way to the finish line by faith. Anybody with me? I got got any runners running with me? I thought so. Don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. Now, if everything happened the same day, that would not be relevant. That would not be relevant. How many of you know the story of Caleb and Joshua? They were the only two spies that brought back a good report of the land that Moses sent them out. The ten brought back an evil report. They were kept out of the promised land. Many of their descendants were kept out of the promised land. But Caleb and Joshua had another spirit about them. What did they have? They had the spirit of faith. And they were kept out of the promised land temporarily. But years later, about 40-some years later, Caleb and Joshua are sitting around a campfire. And they're saying to each other, You remember the promise that God gave us concerning Kadesh and Barnea? He says, you know what? I I believe we ought to take it. I'm going. I can just picture it. How about you, Caleb? You going? Yeah, I'm going. We're going? We're going together? We're going to get this done? Yeah, we're going. We're going. One of them said, wherefore, give me this mountain. Because I'm as strong now as I was when the promise first came. And man, that's a good testimony, isn't it, George? To be as strong now at your age of 70 years old almost. And Joe, how old are you? 
almost 70, to be as strong now in faith at your age than you were when you were just a young buck. That's a testimony. We're not to get weaker in faith. We're to get stronger in faith. We're to take more territory. Do more for the kingdom of God. You gone? I got a question. How many of you going? Hallelujah. Are we going together? Woo, we're going. Let us go up at once. Well, somebody says, where are you going? I'm going to Healingville. How about you? This church is going to Miracleville. Hallelujah. We're going to heavy, heavy rainville. Heavy harvestville. Shala basa kala mandala basa. Heavy debt free bill. <laughs> Come on. Is that us? All right. Turn to Hebrews 6 verse 12. Happy town. Joyful town. Hallelujah. Back in 80s or 90s, the Houston Rockets won the championship and they called it Title Town. Well, I believe they're going to call the Bay Area, glory to God, glory area. Why not us? Why not now? Hebrews 6.12 says that you be not slothful. That's another word for lazy. But now notice this. Followers of them who through what? Inherit what? Question, is it important who we follow? That's why I follow closely Dad Hagen. Even though Dad Hagen's in heaven, I follow him closely. Why? Because he inherited the promises through faith and patience. Another person that we can follow very closely is Abraham. In verse 13 it says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself, surely, saying, Surely I will bless thee, and multiplying thee, I will multiply thee. And so after he had what endured? Can we do just a little better than that? Okay. We, we weren't there yet, so I, I got to be patient. Verse 15. Let's read it together. And so after he had patiently endured. Jamar, God's got some promises for you to obtain. So let it be said of you. After Jamar had patiently endured. He obtained the promise. Hallelujah. Back there. Wave at me. Hallelujah. I'm always tempted to call him Vern, but I know it's Lloyd. Lloyd and Sharon, you got some things to obtain, right? And so we could say this. After Lloyd and Sharon had patiently endured, what did they do? How about you? It was decades, man. Decades, decades for Abraham and Sarah. Looked like it would never happen. They went to the doctor and got a checkup. Still nothing. But they patiently endured and they got a miracle through faith and patience. And these principles don't change. It works the exact same way for you and for me. Now your flesh does not want to hear it. I can remember back in the 70s and the 80s when... Camp meetings and 
seminars were just probably at the fullest that they've ever been. And conventions were just, if in those days, if you'd go down to Anaheim, California to a believer's convention, it was tens of thousands of people. Just, just people just clamoring and hunger for the Word. I can remember Winter Bible Seminar. Remember we went down there, Brother George. And uh, man, people were lined up in the cold dead of winter. And it gets icy and it gets cold in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In the dead of winter, blocks or so of people just waiting for the doors to open at 6 o'clock so that they might get a seat maybe in the first 10 rows. Hungry. 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 And that is good and that is wonderful. But let me tell you this. That kind of diligence needs to be lived out our entire lives. Not that we're going to be going from camp meeting to camp meeting and meeting to meeting. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not just taking a part of what we've heard and living off someone else's testimony and trying to be where they are in their faith. But starting where we are at and obtaining the promises for ourselves. Amen. Start where you're at. Believe where you're at. Do something that you couldn't do. Do something that you really want to do, but you haven't been able to do it yet. It might be even in the area of giving. Man, I want to give the church so bad a million dollars. Start with a dollar. Are you listening to me? Man, I, I so want to. I so want to be off of this these crutches. I so want to be in a place where I can, where I can just make my own bed. Just sling your feet off that bed and get up and put those covers together and do it by faith. Listen, if you stay, start and stay where you're at, if you don't start where you're at, you'll stay where you're at. Let me say it this way again. Say it with me. If I don't start where I'm at, I will stay where I'm at. So it requires us to be sober, doesn't it? It requires a sober, honest evaluation from the Holy Spirit of where we are. And not trying to be where we're not. But start where we are. And He'll take you from faith to faith and glory to glory and victory to victory and strength to strength. Here's what your flesh says. I've heard this about myself. Get it now, anyhow. We want what we want, and we want it. But the Holy Spirit says, if you will wait, it will be great. A confident, favorable, cheerful expectation. Listen to this scripture. Just let me quote it. We're running out of time. It says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Did you know that you don't have to prove anything to anybody? 
That's Ecclesiastes 7.8 if you're taking notes. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. I've got many, many other things to say, but let me close by saying this. We live in a world of quitters. People quit their families, they quit their friends, they quit their church. The problem is this, is people have never grown up. And the enemy wants to discourage you to the point of quitting. I'm saying by the Holy Ghost tonight, don't you dare quit. Get that armor on. Get in faith and stand strong. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will strengthen you and he will encourage you. And I'm telling you, he will help you. Should we pray about that right now? Let me stretch forth your hands. Just put your hand over your heart right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I encourage myself tonight through the word. I encourage my brethren through the word. We know that Satan would desire to sift us as wheat. But Lord, part of the way that you're helping us today is you're praying for us. That our faith would not fail. And so we choose, Lord, not to quit, but to stay in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To win it. Amen. And so we rebuke the spirit of despondency and discouragement and hopelessness in the name. You take your scrawny little hands off of the hearts and souls of people tonight in Jesus' name. And now I pray that you would cause the Holy Spirit to strengthen each and every one of us. Lord, may there, there be a cheering up. May there be an expectation of these power twins to work together so that we may carry out and fully accomplish the will of God in the name of Jesus. Amen? That's us, Joe. That's where we're going. We're going up. Hallelujah. Can you raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord. I receive the word of the Lord tonight, the saturation of your presence, and I am really encouraged in the Lord my God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.